Thank you for listening to the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. This podcast is designed to provide you with a brief update on what's going on in the Football Index stock market every single day. To improve your returns even further, then check out footballindexclub.co.uk where you will receive instant access to highlighted players, trading advice, databases, and also analysis on the players of your choice. You can use code PODCAST50 with a capital P to receive 50% off your first month. Hello and welcome to episode 238 of the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. Today we have quite a few players rising, the most noticeable and the largest rise is of course Lionel Messi. He's up 77p to £5.66 and he currently has a very tight spread with an instant sell price of £5.60. Now his increase in price is due to the fact that he said today that he will be terminating his contract at Barcelona and that he's going to be a free agent and will be on the move this summer, he's already been linked to plenty of Premier League sides. I think Manchester City is probably the team that he's been linked to the most due to the Pep Guardiola link. He's also been linked to Man United, of course, as every player seems to be at some point. Um, if he went to Man United, geez, he'd be like a £10 plus player easily because of the media dividends, in my opinion. Uh, because he'd just be winning them like every single day for the next three years. Um, obviously, I'm exaggerating there, but he really would be a complete media magnet side like Man United. But then there's the alternative. He goes to Inter Milan and he's also been linked there. So I don't think he'd earn that much of media dividends at Inter. Um, and then the even worse scenario for traders now, if they were holding him, would of course be that he goes to a non-PB league, like he goes back to Argentina or something like that. But I think that's actually very unlikely. And I think he's leaving Barcelona to go and win more trophies because, of course, Barcelona got hammered 8-2 by Bayern Munich, and I'm sure Messi was not very pleased about that. So, yeah, I think overall his increase, is it justified? Um, it's a really difficult answer because it completely depends on where he goes from here. That price rise has been built up on the speculation that he's going to earn a ton of media, media dividends over the next few weeks. There is media madness on at the moment, and he's absolutely smashing the media rankings today. And you can probably expect him to do the same over the next few weeks. I'm always very cautious about buying into media players because they tend to rise temporarily. As I've said before, Adiani Kahlo rose to like £2.20 something or so. And then his price really flew back down once the media dividends dried up. And the thing is with players, what you've always got to consider is what happens if the dividends that are being predicted do dry up, what's left. With Lionel Messi, if the media dividends that he's probably going to earn a load of in the next few weeks do dry up, so he goes into Milan, what has he got left? Well, he's got match day dividends, so it's not that much of a concern. But does he, is he worth like £5.60 just for the match day dividends? I'm not entirely sure he is. That's a really tough question again. But I've always been very anti-Lionel Messi, um, if I'm honest, to just have because I see better value elsewhere. I see players on the platform that I personally believe will return their full price and dividends over the next three seasons and will then only be like 24 or 25 years old. I think there's very few of those players left, but I still think there are players out there with the potential to do that. Whereas Lionel Messi in three years' time, yes, maybe he will return his price and dividends, but then how much is he going to be worth? Because obviously the dividends have to outweigh the drop in price, which is like which we're likely to see over the next few seasons because he's going to uh, depreciate in value as he gets older and older and gets closer to retirement. So overall, I think it's a risky hold. I think it's a massive gamble buying into Lionel Messi, especially after his 15% rise today. 
But fair play to everyone who buys in and it pays off. If you get your timing right, I'm sure you will be very profitable. And everyone who bought in prior to today has probably made a decent return already. Um, and as I say, you can cash out now at £5.60. And the best thing about this messy rise for me, as someone uh, who has, well, I've not held, I've not held Lionel Messi since he was 70p. He was one of my first ever buys, um, which is a really disgusting thing to say. But yeah, I've not held him for years. Honestly, like over three years. So, as someone who doesn't hold him, I still think this rise is really good for the platform because it just shows you the confidence in the market at the moment and that sort of excitement leading up to the big dividend increase tomorrow, which I'll get on to talking about in just a minute. A few other rises, though, because there is a few others as well, which is really good to see. Ryan Brewster at Liverpool, up 15p to £2.58. Now, he did score two goals today against RB Salzburg. One was a nice finish, um, just sort of into the, the corner of the goal from within the box. Then the other one was a really impressive volley from outside of the box. The goalkeeper was completely out of position, but he still took and very nicely. And I was watching all of Gooster's goals for Swansea, uh, because he was sent on loan to the Championship during the 19-20 to 20 season. And out of his 11 goals, I found it quite interesting watching them today that 72% were volleys. So he clearly has some unbelievable volleying technique and you wouldn't want to be playing heads and V's with him because he's just unbelievable at them. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to be a decent player next season. I reckon he'll get some game time. If you just have a look on Twitter, you'll see that the majority of Liverpool fans want him to sort of take Origi's spot as that substitute player. And I think he's got a decent chance of doing so. He clearly performed really well in the Championship last season. And I think he's got a good chance of earning media dividends. That would be the main thing for me. He doesn't look like a player who's going to earn a huge amount of matchday dividends. I think he's only really going to have a chance when he's hit a brace or he's scored a hat-trick because he doesn't really get involved in the general build-up in games and he doesn't create that many chances. But he's a really good finisher, really good movement off the ball, does well to get ahead of his uh, ahead of defenders quickly with his good uh, attacking awareness and then as I say he's a good finisher and he's a particularly good at volleys uh, Osman Dembele is up 6p probably some speculation that he's going to have a better chance of earning dividends over the next few seasons with Lionel Messi's exit Calvin Phillips up 6p getting into the England team that England squad was just ridiculous how on earth Jack Grealish isn't getting in is just amazing Um He's he just ranks so highly for so many stats, Jack Grealish. And it's weird because it does make you think how much do football managers actually look at the data and statistics? Because from a football index perspective, we're sort of always looking at the data and analysing that data. But I don't think coaches and managers do that as much as us traders do. I went on a PFSA level two course just the other day and the sort of coaching throughout that course was very much centred on a subjective opinion on players. And we didn't actually learn that much about the data analysis side of things. And the sort of coaches that were on there because they had like QPRs, no, not QPR, it was Millwall's uh, head head of recruitment scouting uh, uh, scout. Yeah, he just went to the games and he was like working all the time, going to the matches and writing down what he thought. But he never really spoke about the actual data analysis side of things. And I think there's just a sort of period of time right now, and I think it will change over the next 10 years. But obviously some of the teams, that they're all looking at the data. Don't get me wrong, but I think Football Index is a lot more objective and data-driven than the actual football world. And that plays a part in Calvin Phillips getting in the side 
and someone like Jack Grealish not. Obviously, one's a defensive midfielder and one's an attacking midfielder. So it's probably a bad comparison, but you could probably make a better comparison between like James Ward, Trials and Grealish. If you have a look at the stats, Grealish is coming higher in almost every statistic which suggests creativity. And I think Southgate probably just has a problem with Grealish, uh, which is really weird. And I don't know why he's not got a problem with like Walker or Maguire for some of the incidents they've got involved in over the last few months. But anyway, moving on, uh, bad decision there from Gareth Southgate, in my opinion. Pat Sindaka is up 6 to £1.88, got another two goals today. Looks a really good player. He's quite similar to Ryan Brewster in the sense that he is really good at sort of getting in ahead of defenders. And one thing about Pat Sindaka in particular, I did a play review of him quite recently as well, was that his reactions are unbelievable. I didn't watch his goals today. Um, I just watched Brewster's goals. But Sindaka, the way he just anticipates where the ball's going to land and gets in ahead of defenders and almost always manages to get shot off and often scores is really impressive. In terms of the decreases, there are a few players. Sancho's down 6p and his spread's really opened up. A few traders taking advantage of that wide spread because money's been going into Lionel Messi. Averse is down 4p as well. And then on the squad list, there's a few players rising. Rodrigo Moreno's up 7p to 97p. He's been linked to Leeds. I think they may have confirmed that signing today. A good move for any Rodrigo Moreno holders as a playing in the Premier League is always going to be a big plus and maybe he's got an outside chance of earning media dividends. I'm not sure how Leeds are going to do with the media dividends but they are a massive club. I hate to say it as a Wednesday fan but they, they are and maybe he's got an outside chance if uh, they gain some sort of media links over if they just gain some media attention uh, on their return to the Premier League after many, many years. Martin Hinteregger is up 7p to 76p. Some speculation that he'll get a goal and earn some 10p in in-play dividends. I'm not sure if he's been linked to some teams as well, but that wouldn't surprise me too much. Yeah, Mina is also up 7p to 57p. Possibly the same reason there. I've not actually looked into those two, truth be told. Fred's up 6p to £1.26. Joanne Jordan's up 6p to £1.26. Ricardo Pereira, he did really well in terms of PD last season before his injury. He's up 5p to 1.42. Suso's up 5p to 1.39. And I think the main sort of trend at the moment is towards these players who haven't increased for a while that could earn match day or in-play dividends towards the start of the season in the other four PB leagues. We're mostly seeing Premier League. Bundesliga and La Liga players rise. Serie A doesn't get much love on football index and there's very few players from Serie A rising, apart from Lorenzo Pellegrini, actually, who's also up 5p. But that's about it for the rises and the decreases today. Just a quick talk on the dividend increase before we get into it tomorrow. Of course, I will be doing a big announcement, um, sort of review of the dividend increase following the announcement tomorrow, which I really look forward to. But overall, I think what I just say is it will be really interesting to see what happens. I don't think we should have our expectations too high just because we've already had a recent dividend increase. Promotions weren't ideal because they don't offer that intrinsic value to players over a longer period of time. But we have to take into account that Football Index have been very generous with their promotions recently. NASDAQ technology would have cost a lot and so I expect future dividend increases to be even greater because I think they would have spent a lot on the NASDAQ technology. They've got the marketing coming in, 3.5 times the biggest marketing campaign ever. So they're going to be spending a lot of money in the short term. And so I just don't want to get my expectations up too much, especially after last time. But personally, I'd be very happy with 
discussed the PB and the MD rising mostly. I'd want them to steer away from giving too many sort of promotional sort of offers or anything uh, weird that doesn't benefit the whole platform. In-play dividends, I'd like a little increase. That'd be nice, maybe one or two P. But as I've said before, I wouldn't mind them just introducing like 5X IPD throughout stagnant periods throughout the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, the PB is the main thing. Silver and bronze days, that's what I'm really hoping for because I think that will just benefit the full market and just maybe like a 20% rise. I, I think I'd be happy with a 20% rise, which is weighted mostly towards silver and bronze match days. Um, so that'd be like maybe a 40 or 50% rise in the bronze and silver match days. Although maybe that's me um, predicting less than what it will be. We'll see. Anyway, it'll be really good news, whatever happens, I think, just because Football Index have listened to us and I'm quite confident that they'll they'll get this one right. So there we go. That's today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, as always. I do hope you appreciate I do appreciate you listening to this and I guess I hope you appreciate listening to me as well. That's a really bad end to the podcast. But anyway, we've got tomorrow to look forward to. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your day.